0: hello 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 i haven't talked at all today so i am like forgot how to talk hello everyone welcome back to another episode of over easy my name is manny in case you are new here or welcome back let's get right into a rose bud and thorn for today a little check in um hmm so My thorn is, I just had class. uh, We're having Zoom class, in case you haven't kept up with my vlogs. UBC is online for the next few weeks. And so I just had my online class for strategic management in business. And I've been trying really hard to get myself to speak. And I was really close a couple times today in class. I was really close to getting myself to speak about whatever the prof asks about but I just can't get myself to do it. And I'm just like kind of upset with myself and just not pleased because, you know, I feel like it shouldn't be such a big deal. But to me, I've, I don't think I've ever spoken in any of my university classes. Okay, that might be a big stretch. I've definitely spoken before but I barely do I'm not a type of person that participates and I know that's just on me and also on my learning if I don't talk like I'm the only one who doesn't see the benefit of that so yeah I'm just kind of upset and I wish I did speak but then also you know I get nervous to talk and stuff like that so I don't know I feel kind of meh about that my rose is that mm-hmm. my rose is that gyms are supposed to open back up tomorrow in BC, which means hopefully tomorrow I can go back to the gym. Um they've been closed since pretty much Christmas and I have been kind of struggling to have a routine with myself and feel like I'm as on top of things as I should be. Obviously, without the gym to set my morning off right, I feel kind of off. And I have been feeling off and more lazy and not as put together as I did before. So I don't know though, because they're supposed to make an announcement today and it does not look hopeful. I mean, cases are going down, but it seems like they're still going to keep gyms closed, which is not that fun in terms of just my own mental health and sanity. But if they do open up, then I'll be really excited. And then I'll be going to the gym tomorrow. My bud is that my boyfriend and I are going to Seattle in February. And we just started, we didn't just start, but we just nailed out all of the big details that we needed to To plan for our trip like the hotel and you know getting COVID tests and all that kind of stuff and I'm really excited because obviously I haven't traveled since before the pandemic. I haven't been outside the country since before the pandemic and although Seattle's not that far away it'll be fun to kind of get out and just do something different for a change I think and I'm also looking forward to going to Trader Joe's. That's like one of the highlights. We're going to actually we're going to see Cirque du Soleil in Seattle. So yeah, it'll be such an exciting trip and I'm very excited. Hopefully I can vlog it or just film some sort of thing so that I can make some sort of montage or something. But I'm really excited for that because it's been something that I'm looking forward to for a long time. Hopefully it all goes well. And yeah, this COVID thing doesn't take a turn for the worse. It's getting better now, hopefully. Anyways... I don't know, I'm kind of in a weird mood right now and I think it's just cuz I'm down about like not speaking in class when I totally could have, but I'm going to try and not be such a downer because today we're kind of talking about some fun things. Today's episode is about the new year, you know, everyone is still in that new year kick. We're going to be talking about doing more things that you love in the new year. I think During my end of year reflection last year and kind of thinking about what happened this past year and what did I do? What would I like to continue? What would I like to stop? One of the things that I did that really helped me was reflecting on the things that I did the past year and deciding whether or not I want to continue or not I mean it's really as simple as that sometimes we feel like our life is out of our control you know we have these obligations and all these things but it's also important to remember that like you put yourself up to these kinds of things and obviously there are some things like I'm kind of more talking about like activities and stuff uh with my episode today there are some things that are out of our control like with financial situations or with the COVID situation and everything you know We can't achieve all things, but we definitely have a lot of control over our life and the activities that we do. And I realized that last year when I was reflecting about all the events that happened, and I was like, I can just put more time into the things that bring me good energy and just not do the things that drain my energy. It's really as simple as that for me. Sometimes I tend to overthink things, but. Today I'm going to go over two of the kind of reflection activities that I did at the end of the year and kind of talk about the different ways that I'm going to set those boundaries with myself and also the types of activities that I want to continue doing in the new year. So let's start with the first activity that I did. I did this uh, near the end of last year and it was basically a big list I made on in my journal. I split the page in half and on one side I put a positive sign and on the other side, I put a negative sign. I actually saw this. Someone I follow on Instagram shared this, and I thought this was a great idea. And basically what you do is go through your calendar from the last year, starting on January 1st, 2021, and you just go through all the weeks and note down the events that were positive, put them on the positive side, or the events that were negative, and you put them on the negative side, obviously. So let me go through what I put on each side for me, because... I thought it was quite interesting. Um, for the positive side, so the first thing that I have is teaching dance, leading my own dance classes. I had being on the leadership team for my sorority. I had dance class, cooking, counseling, vlogging, walk slash exercise, editing, hiking, calling friends self-care slash alone days, seeing friends, and I named a particular few that brought me a lot of joy, Um, when I went on my trip to Victoria with my boyfriend, developing my podcast and obviously filming for my podcast, doing all of these episodes, when I tried an aerial silks class, and then also when I started going back to the gym. On the negative side, I only have three things. Um, First was being a BI and... Then the two other things were sorority related and they were basically like the recruitment process and for me, I am not a big fan of the recruitment process of sorority. I think it's just like a lot of time and effort and I understand that it is a very important part but for me, like that was this particular year, that experience brought me a lot of just like negative vibes. So yeah, once you finish up your list, you can then go over all the things that were in your positive side and talk about or schedule them more in your new year. Like be more aware that scheduling them brings you joy and doing these things gives you joy. And then obviously the negative things you want to not schedule as much in the new year and not do hopefully at all because we don't want to subject ourselves to these negative things. So for me, obviously a lot of these things in my positive side are actually things that i've been doing for a long time and kind of unconsciously i think i've been getting better at setting boundaries with myself and not doing things that don't bring me joy it was really hard though okay so i have a story this past the past few weeks when all of my friends were back for the holidays all of my high school friends And then also COVID was ramping up. A lot of reunions happen. You know, I've been seeing quite a few friends just to catch up and see how they're doing. And sometimes I don't want to see people. And I've been having a really hard time with genuinely just being like, no, I'm sorry. I don't want to see you today. Because right now my tactic is to just avoid and ignore and... I just think out of sight, out of mind, but obviously that's not really how life works. So the past holiday season, I've been, you know, if I'm not in the mood to hang out with someone, I've been really reflecting on why that is, and I think it's because... There could be several reasons. Sometimes it's just because I genuinely do not have enough energy that day to hang out. Like the first day I was supposed to hang out with my friend Amy, we were going to go rock climbing near the end of December. But because of all the Christmas stuff that happened and just the holidays being such a chaotic time, I genuinely just was exhausted and I needed some time for myself to just do nothing and relax. And that's what I told her. I was like, The holidays were just too chaotic for me and I've been having a really hard time. Can we cancel and reschedule for sometime in the new year? And most of the time, people are a lot more understanding now and it was totally fine. So that's sometimes one reason that I don't see people. Another reason right now is because I don't foresee that a relationship or just a friendship will bring me positivity anymore. Before, I was really good at just sucking it up, and I'd be like, oh, I'll just go anyway, just so, you know, people don't get mad at me. I'm like a people pleaser, so obviously, and so that, you know, everyone's just happy in the end, but then I realized that I was sacrificing a lot of my own personal sanity and happiness for that, and I need to learn how to say no, and I've definitely gotten better. I definitely say no, and I don't do things that I don't want to, but I think I also need to get better at being more firm with my answers like if someone asks me to hang out and I genuinely just don't want to I think I need to get better at being like no I'm sorry can we reschedule for a few weeks from now or I'm sorry but maybe I'm really busy right now and maybe we can hang out some other time in my life when my life is not so chaotic. Saying these things though is a lot easier said than done obviously I mean Uh, me saying it out loud right now I feel like oh it's such a breeze but obviously when you're faced with someone and you're trying to text them it's not as easy but anyways yeah that was I forgot where I was going with that I genuinely forget but let's go back to my list (laughs) so the things that bring me joy a lot of things are actually things that I do on my own things like cooking exercise editing and vlogging Um, developing my podcast, going to the gym. Those are all things that I do on my own that bring me a lot of happiness. And I've learned that I've been increasingly more dependent on myself for my happiness, which I'm really happy about. I feel like before I was really dependent on other people, whether that be like relationship or friendships to bring me a lot of joy to make sure that I'm not bored. But I've been getting better at relying on myself for my happiness. And then My other few positive things are basically like social things, Um, seeing my friends, going on a trip and like hiking, calling friends. Those are all obviously social relationships, social things that bring me a lot of joy. And I've also learned that I have quite a fluctuating relationship with social hangouts, not like the actual people, but like the act of seeing people in general, I have a very fluctuating relationship with because sometimes it can be like the only thing I want to do in a day, right? Like I'm so excited to see people. And other times it can be like the last thing that I want to do that day. And it's just about how I feel that day, if my batteries are recharged or not, and just genuinely what I'm feeling like. And it can just be a changing thing. That's okay. The other positive thing that I want to bring up That I have written down is my aerial silks class. And I don't think it was like the actual class that brought me a lot of joy. Like I'm not going to continue doing that class. But it was the act of trying something new. Because aerial silks, it's like if you've never seen it before, it's like those when people acrobatics, acrobats what is the, what is the word called for people that do it? Like, I think it's acrobats. Acrobats use these long silk strings to balance and like do all these beautiful poses and stuff. So I did a class with my friend Cheris in late summer of last year. And I really, really liked that experience. And I think it was more so because it was something new that I'd never done before. And I got myself out of my comfort zone. And I have been doing that a little bit more this past year in smaller scales though, like trying out new workout classes at my gym. I've been great at putting myself out there in terms of trying Pilates classes. I've tried a weightlifting class and I've tried a high interval intensity class. All of these things, all these things. And I think The act of getting myself to try something new and discover something else that I really like is really, really positive for me because otherwise I can get really stuck in a routine. I'm like the type of person that orders the same thing at a restaurant every single time. Um, There's this poke place that I go to and I literally get the same toppings, same type of protein, same carbs every time. I'm just that type of person. I'm a type of person that thrives on staying in what is familiar and being comfortable in what is familiar, but I need to actively try to get myself out there and put myself out there and try new things this year because genuinely most of the time it gives me a lot of joy even if it's not like the actual activity like for aerial silks I didn't love the aerial silks class but I had a lot of fun because I was doing something new so hopefully I can try a few more new things this year I mean there were a lot of hobbies that I wanted to do last year that I never got to like pottery and like making pottery. Embroidery has always been on my list but I've never done it. I think getting more into painting like arts and crafts and stuff like that is something that I really want to do but I never do because I end up just like staying with hobbies that I already know. So yeah that was like kind of the verdict that I took away from the first activity that I did and I realized that If it brings me joy, it's okay if I'm by myself and it's okay that I'm spending more time by myself. I think it's like a great thing, actually. I've learned this year that spending time by yourself is a really, really good thing. So if you haven't tried that activity, I definitely recommend you try that out, especially as you're getting into planning the types of routines that you're going to have this year and what you want to say yes to more this year. Like That is a great activity to just be mindful of what kind of activities you want to do, what you should do, and stuff like that. The second activity that I want to talk about is another journal prompt. I've been doing these journal prompts from a TikTok account that I found. I think the at is at healing one day at a time and that account basically posts journal prompts every single day and it's been great because sometimes I guess like right now I'm going through a phase of I'm not really into just journaling about what I did that day or just things that I'm thinking about I think I really want to reflect more right now so I've been doing those journal prompts and they've been great at getting me to dive deep into things that I usually wouldn't. I mean sometimes with journaling I can get a little lazy and I'm just like oh I had a good day, got some poke and saw Jerry and we hung out and it was great. That's me being lazy when I journal and sometimes like that's genuinely what I want to write about and that's all that's on my mind and that's totally fine but sometimes I can get lazy and just not want to reflect because I know that it'll take more time and energy. But those journaling prompts, A, because I'm not picking them myself, there's no selection bias there. I think also when I try to find prompts online and there's like a big list, I always gravitate towards questions that are easier for me to answer or I know the answer to right away. But with this TikTok account, when I force myself to just do the new prompt that was posted that day, I think it's because I'm kind of caught off guard. I'm reflecting about something I otherwise wouldn't have. And I have a lot more juicier thoughts. But anyways, I, there were two prompts and the first one was who and what in my life takes away energy slash makes me feel ashamed, exhausted, anxious, and angry. And then the opposite the next day was who and what in my life gives me energy and makes me feel happy, fulfilled, etc. So I actually did these on the same day because I was like getting caught up. I didn't, I wasn't able to do them on separate days. So let's talk about who and what in my life takes away energy. This list is kind of long. So the first one is social interactions if I'm not well rested. Like I said, I have a very love-hate relationship sometimes with social gatherings just because of my energy levels and how I feel that day. I said people that, feel, people that I feel like I have to put up and act with, i.e. making myself more extroverted than I actually am. I've done this thing in my life and I don't really like it. I've noticed it though. I've done this thing where I try to kind of cut a slice of myself and act in that slice and try not to show anything else, if that makes sense. Let me try and think. And obviously, an, sorry, an obvious answer or like an obvious example of this is when I'm working with kids, I kind of cut a more bubbly and family friendly version of myself for those kids. And I only act that way so that the kids don't see the other parts that may be a little more nuanced about myself. You know, the parts that maybe aren't so put together. I think when I work with kids, I try to put up an act. I'm still being myself, but it's kind of like being on my best behavior, right? Like I put up a facade that I'm very put together, that I'm responsible and I'm, you know, they should trust me because obviously I want them to trust me if I'm going to be teaching the math and I can't show them anything else. I feel like after a couple times that I've acted that way, I feel like I can't act anyway else because I don't know. They, I feel like it'll be weird for them. Another more simple way that I can put an example to this sentence is like when I meet someone and I'm wearing my glasses I try to always wear my glasses when I see them after instead of wearing contacts because then they won't be used to me wearing contacts this is like such a like overthought answer or overthought situation for something that's really really simple but In a lot of situations, yeah, I try to wear my glasses if the person that I'm seeing or interacting with is used to me wearing glasses because A, I kind of, I don't have to deal with the like, oh my God, you look so different without your glasses. It's kind of annoying, honestly. And then also, I don't know, I feel like it's like they see me that way, so I put myself that way, if that makes sense. I don't know if any of this is making sense, but yeah, I tried to do that with my podcast for the longest time too, right? Like I was scared to, like I would take out my contacts and put my glasses on to record an episode um, because I had always worn my glasses in my podcast episodes. And I was like, oh, the people of the podcast see me as a person with glasses. So I need to wear my glasses. I don't know. I overthink these things a lot and most of the time it doesn't matter. But that's kind of the point that I'm getting across is that like I've, I've noticed that I I do this with people and not so shallowly, like I'm just not talking about glasses anymore. Like when I hang out with people, I sometimes put up a, like I'm either more extroverted or I'm either more like calm. I don't know. And I try to keep it that way, but sometimes I'm not always just feeling calm, right? Like sometimes I'm feeling really extroverted. I don't know. Anyways, next thing that takes away my energy is family members shaming or roasting me about school, work, anything. I think Anyone in an Asian family can relate to that. It honestly is like such a toxic behavior. And I really, if I have kids, I'm going to be so mindful of it and try not to do that at all. Because I think that it, like the constant shaming and the constant comparing is such a bad mindset and behavior to develop in kids. Like when I was little and I would tell my test scores to my mom like she would compare them to oh who got the best in the class and it was always just such a like condescending experience and I really would not wish that upon any child and especially my own children if I have children yeah next one is when I know I've hurt someone I feel very angry at myself especially if I do it Uh, not purposefully I feel like I mean all the time I do it not purposefully I'm not trying to hurt anyone but when I know that I've hurt someone I feel really angry at myself. When I'm in a room full of superficial people and they are comparing their achievements I've noticed this a lot as I've grown a little older and you know people are taking different paths in their lives Um, people will only compare their superficial achievements. And I think that's also because I've been seeing people that I haven't seen in a while. So really, a lot of the important achievements that we share is things that can be measured like, oh, I got a full-time job offer at XYZ or, oh, I got honors, class, thesis, I don't know. Those are kind of the first things that we gravitate towards when we are sharing updates about ourselves, especially to people that we haven't seen in a long time, because those are kind of the more superficial ones. But it just, it gets me, I'm so over that at this point, at this age. Like, I wish people would be more open about, you know, their personal struggles and I know not everyone is open about it like I am like I truly am just an open book I would talk about anything with anyone but I wish there wasn't such a taboo thing about it and also I wish there was less value placed upon our careers and our school and our academic achievements because those seem to be right now in society those are really the most important indicators of a student and of a young adult, but there are just so many things, so many other things in life that are so much more important than that, to be honest. That's just how I feel though. Um, Another thing that I wrote on the negative side is teaching, but only some of the time. And again, this has to do with kind of like my social relationships. If I'm tired and socially drained the last thing I want to do is teach these kids, especially when sometimes they can be a little bratty or they can be, you know, sassy and sass back. There are some days when I go to work and I'm just like, get me out of here. I want to go home as soon as possible. But then you'll see later on in my positive side, there are some days when I'm teaching and time passes so fast and I'm like, oh shoot, it's already been four hours. So it really is like, it's most of the time it's like a positive relationship, but there are times when obviously when I'm tired, when I'm not doing as well, that I'm just like, let me stay home, please. My next negative thing is when I was a BI, I think that retroactively, now that I think about it, it was not, it was a good and bad experience. Obviously it was good because I tried something new and and I got myself out of my comfort zone. You know, the big reason why I applied for that job in the first place is because, you know, I felt like I was very, uh, what's that word? Complacent? Stagnant. Stagnant. In my math tutoring job, and I felt like I needed something new, but obviously the bad thing was I realized, oh, I don't really like this job, and I don't know how to quit. Um, Also, it was just a very energy consumptious and time intensive job that I felt like I wasn't compensated enough for. So it just made me feel always exhausted and tired at the end of the day and I couldn't do anything else with my energy. Next is when my day is packed full of activities and social obligations. It makes me feel really anxious sometimes when I look at my calendar and I see that I have a ton of things to do today. Like today, for example, actually. Today is a great example. I have a lot of things to do today, but I also have plans to see people. And I just feel like when I know that I have so many things to do and they're like always sitting on my mind. It makes me feel very anxious. Uh, Like today, obviously, I had class and then I had to uh, like record this podcast so that I could get it up in time for Monday. And then also, I would like to get my vlog up today, but it's not fully edited yet. And then also, I just realized I have a lot of schoolwork to do and all this stuff. But then I also still have plans to see other people. It just makes me feel very anxious, you know. Obviously, it'll be okay. Like I have time tomorrow to do my work. And at the end of the day, if I don't get a vlog up or a podcast up, it's not the end of the world. And even if I upload it like a day late, it's fine. But most of the time I like to stick to my routine and deviating away from that gives me a lot of stress. And then the last thing that I wrote that it takes away energy is when Jerry and I argue. Obviously no one likes to argue with their partner and it Makes me feel very poo poo when we do. We'd actually just got out of an argument and I was feeling really down about it for the longest time, but now that we're done arguing and we have actionable steps put in place to better our relationship and better myself, I feel a lot more at ease and I feel like I can relax. It's just like less things to stress about, right? When you have a lot of things to stress about it, for me when my brain is consumed by a lot of different things it I cannot function like my brain is zero low capacity low capacity processing I can't take in that many things at once so when I'm thinking about all these different things like oh my work and then oh my argument oh and school and all this stuff I just I can't handle it yeah I was actually just talking about this yesterday with my boyfriend. I was like, I'm, I was so surprised now that I think about it to before COVID times, like how I lived my life, because if I were to live that life now, maybe I would be able to handle it, but like genuinely I would not, I would be so overwhelmed. I just remember like... First of all, in-person classes, walking to and from campus all the time, like having to run sometimes because the buildings were far apart and I didn't want to be late for class. And then also like staying on campus for so many hours because I had meetings late at night and then like figuring out what to eat and doing all these meetings and doing schoolwork and all this stuff. Like, how did I do that? I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay, but that's kind of my takes away energy list. So now that I have seen this, obviously I'm going to try to avoid these situations as much as I can. I think recognizing these situations and giving them the time of day of reflecting about why I don't like them gives me a lot more understanding and motivation as to why do I need to avoid them and actively put in effort to avoid them. Otherwise, like sometimes if you're just indifferent it is not good because then you're kind of not taking care of yourself enough but let's go on to the positive side who and what in my life gives me energy so the first one is teaching and interacting with kids Obviously, it was on the negative side too, but most of the time, it is like the best experience ever. It gives me so much joy and fulfillment Fulfillment to work with these kids and teach them math. I think like a big thing is when a kid is working on a topic and they haven't gotten it and then finally that one day, like sometimes it just clicks or they're slowly just understanding the concept, it like gives me such a motherly sense of pride and these are obviously not my children. It just makes me so happy sometimes and I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. Um, I also wrote the second thing is my boyfriend. Uh, The third thing is working out and exercising. This is a big one for me for sure. I just remember now that I don't have the gym to go to, I remember like the joy and the endorphins that I feel after my high intensity, high intensity interval Training, right? That's what HIT stands for. Yeah. I remember when I would walk out of my HIT class and I would feel so happy and I would feel so good, or when I was in the gym and I was trying something new and it made me feel so like proud of myself to get out of my comfort zone. Now that I don't have the gym right now, obviously I can see these things, but in the moment, sometimes you take it for granted. You kind of are just like, oh, this is life. But when you have these things taken away, obviously you are able to see the benefit that you lost. Another thing that gives me energy is rest and recharge time by myself. Need a lot of it. My battery is always dying. Uh, reading is also a big one. I've been really into reading recently. It's been two weeks now of the new year and I've already finished like four books, which I was like, "Oh shoot, that's insane." Right now I'm reading The Song of Achilles, which is like that really popular book that went viral on BookTok. My boyfriend read it and loved it a lot, so I decided to have it a go at it and I'm really enjoying it. It's not my favorite um, just because my personal interests are not in like Greek mythology and stuff like that but I do think the book and the writing itself is really good. Next thing that gives me energy is some particular friends so I know that I want to see those people more often in the new year. Learning and studying? Sometimes. 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 Now that I'm reading it back, sometimes. Actually, I've been really enjoying my classes so far in the new year. I am not doing the best. I've been taking, like, we have weekly quizzes to, you know, just make sure you're up to date with the material. I have not been doing stellar on those, but I've been really enjoying the challenge that these courses are giving me. Because I think a lot of my courses, my two business classes this semester are not so like just math and accounting, kind of like all the things that I've done previously. Like we're really just thinking about strategy and doing all these things. And I really enjoy that more than like rote memorization. My podcast obviously gives me a lot of joy. Sometimes I feel like I don't, I get in creative ruts and I really don't want to film a podcast and I really don't want to vlog and all that stuff. And it's fine to have fluctuations like we cannot be perfect forever but pod my podcast is genuinely just kind of i see it right now as more of like a time to reflect a time to actively journal out loud if that makes sense and also obviously hearing the positive feedback whether that be like DMs in my Instagram or comments and stuff like that gives me a lot of joy because then i'm like oh shoot people actually enjoy this and i'm not just talking into space My morning routine is another thing that gives me a lot of energy. I've been really enjoying my morning routine and spending quality time with others. I think this year, now that I've gotten better at like not just hanging out with people for the sake of hanging out and for like actually because I want to see them, the quality of my time that I spend with other people has increased significantly. I feel like so much more fulfilled after hanging out with people and so much happier. And also, I feel like I don't feel like my energy is drained. A big thing before when I would hang out with people, when I would hang out with people is at the end of the day, when I get home, I would feel exhausted because it just took up so much energy to be with those people, keep up with their conversations and all that stuff. But I've noticed that recently, now that I've been, you know, genuinely hanging out with people because I want to, and we are doing things that we want, like we both mutually agree on, and also not hanging out in big groups, I felt a lot more recharged after these hangouts. And I feel like, oh, like, I've learned a lot more about this person than I otherwise wouldn't have. A big thing for me is I always felt pressured to hang out in big groups before, but they were never my thing. I feel like as soon as I hang out with more than one person, I just become very quiet and I don't talk that much. And it's not because I don't like those people. Like individually, I if I hang out with the two people, I'll talk a lot and we'll have a great time. But I just feel like the group dynamic, something about it for me, just like, gets me to not talk as much which I don't know why it might be like something deep rooted in my trauma but for that's just what I've noticed with myself but yeah I forgot also where I'm going with this I feel like my brain is so spaced out right now but now that I've gone over the things that give me joy energy and happiness in my life and then also the things that take that away I have been trying to actively schedule more of the positive things and schedule less of the negative things and it sometimes can be really hard so the last part of this podcast I actually wanted to talk about like how I set those boundaries with myself because sometimes you feel like you have to do certain things whether it be for another person because you know that it'll make another person happy and all that it's not a great habit to form and I think a big part of understanding that is doing a lot of reflection. You know, when you reflect about your day and you think about, what about this day made me happy? What about this day made me upset? And what do I want to continue and stop doing? One of the easiest prompts that I started doing when I was starting journaling was every Sunday I would review What did I do the last week that went well? What did I do the last week that didn't go so well? What do I want to stop doing? What do I want to continue doing? What do I want to start doing? And that, I think, giving yourself the time and space to reflect about your actions, what happened that week, and everything else, gives you power in your life back, Sometimes we feel like we're trapped in this endless cycle, especially if you're a student, right? Like you're trapped in this endless cycle of constantly doing assignments, studying for midterms, going to this club meeting, going to that. And you can sometimes feel like your life is not in your control and you have very little autonomy over your life, but... When you give yourself the time and the space to reflect about what you did that week, what worked well, what didn't work well, I think that for me personally, it's given me a lot of insight into how these things directly affect my well-being and also given me a lot of empowerment in that like I can design a life that gives me joy and I have power to change it if it doesn't because... That's just all it is, right? Like if there were a day where I flip a switch and the podcast is like my worst enemy, I have the power to not do it anymore. And it's a really empowering feeling to feel that because sometimes being reliant on other people for your joy and for your activities, this was the big thing that I felt when I was being a B.I., Being reliant on other people for these things can sometimes be a good thing, but also a really, really bad thing. For example, when I was a BI and I felt like a lot of my main obligations in life, school, math tutoring, being a BI, being a dancer, they didn't really revolve around me. They revolved more about my They revolve more about, um, around, sorry, my commitment to other people and working for other people. And that can be totally fine. But for me, living an independent and a life that I enjoy meant that I need to have some things that I have full control over. And for me, that would be uh, my exercise regimen, my exercise routine, my creative. Outlets, obviously my podcast, my YouTube channel, those are all things that I have full control over. And having more of those things gave me a lot more mental stability as well. Because I feel like when you have to rely on other people, like for example, um, let's say simply you don't cook for yourself and you only rely on a restaurant and Uber Eats to nourish yourself. Well, you're relying a lot on the restaurant. Are they open that day? Are they in stock? Do they have the menu items that I want? And then you're relying on the Uber East driver. Oh, is it going to be a slow delivery? Like it's going to be cold by the time my food gets to me. All these different extenuating factors that are outside of your control versus if you were to cook for yourself well if you go grocery shopping for yourself to cook a meal plan oh i know exactly what foods are going into my body they're not adding any harmful chemicals or whatever else that might appear and i can control exactly when i want to eat how i eat how i cook it how i season all this food like when you put some things back into your own realm of control it gives you a lot of autonomy And then also, I actually, I was listening to a podcast by the Mindset Mentor and one of the biggest things that he said, it was about how to overcome anxiety. One of the biggest tips was to simply let go of things that you can't control anymore. So when you have things in your control, Whether like that will be exercising, cooking, your creative hobbies, whatever else you want. And then there are inevitably going to be things that are outside of your control. Because, I mean, we live in a society. Your work is going to be with other people, unless you're self-employed, I guess. Or, you know, you go to school with other people. You do group projects with other people. There are going to be things that are outside of your control. And when you feel anxious about that, when you feel worried about that, you just have to remember... Genuinely ask yourself, is there anything I can do about it right now? Am I okay right now? If you answer no, there's nothing you can do about it right now. And yes, I am safe right now. I am okay right now. There's no point in worrying more because just worrying more will give you more anxiety and more things to just panic about. And I Trust me, I'm trying to take this advice too. I can be a big worrywart at times and I can, you know, be stressed out about things that I don't have control over. But just remembering that, oh, listing these things out. These are the things I have control over. Cooking, cleaning, exercising, vlogging, whatever. And these are the things I don't have control over. How my prof feels that day. The people in my group project because we're randomly assigned. All these other things. Don't worry about those things anymore. This year is going to be the year of, for me, doing more things that I love. And now that I have listed and mapped those out in my journal, I have a clear idea of what gives me joy and what I will continue doing. And also, not worrying about things that I don't have control over. I Used to, I still am pretty much a person that if something happens or if something is going to happen, I imagine every single scenario that might happen. For example, let me think. At work, for example, when I'm about to teach, I think about, oh, what if this person doesn't show up? Well, if this person doesn't show up, then I can take one more student, all these different kind of things. And they're sometimes really stressful to think about, but I'm going to, I'm saying it right now, I'm saying it out loud on the podcast to keep myself accountable. I'm going to focus less on the things that I cannot control and focus more on things that I can control and schedule more of in my life. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. My camera battery is flashing at me, so I have got to go. I will see you in my next episode also. I realize now, it's a new thing on Spotify. You can rate podcasts on Spotify. If you go to the podcast page, there's a spot where you can rate it out of five stars. I would greatly appreciate if you did. That would help me out and my show out a lot. Make sure you follow at OvereasyThePodcast on Instagram, and I will see you in my next episode. Bye.